If you stay woke, you ain't gotta get woke. Welcome to the Woke Podcast, where we, as women of color, sit down to vent, rant, bullshit, and have authentic conversations. We're your hosts, Lexi and Chantrier. Let's get into today's episode. episode six hey, yo we really need a need a jingle but i'm just too lazy to make one so. a jingle yeah mm. yeah i don't know what it could be yeah so every time we make an episode i'm just gonna be like it's episode six <laughs> <laughs> all right so i don't i feel like it's been a really long time since we recorded but it hasn't been that long i mean it's been a month wow i don't know march just felt really long and i know we're still in march we have a couple weeks left but like we went to like we had spring break we went to acpa and so like those weeks just felt super long and so now we're here but in our last um month's episode if you haven't listened to it me and lexi kind of talked about access to blackness as biracial individuals and kind of what that really looked like for us um and so if you haven't listened to that go back and listen to it it's a great episode um and so we're gonna get into today's episode so bestie what's on your what's on your chest today yeah, so, you know, we were thinking through what topics we could do for this month's episode, and because I like to be rambunctious, Come on, rambunctious. I thought, <laughs> why don't we talk about our relationship history, mm. our exes, what it, you know, what did that look like for us? How has it impacted us today and how we date and, and et cetera? So, you know... That's kind of where it is. So I guess I have a question for you. Okay. When was your first relationship? Ah. Uh, fuck. I feel like it's been, it's been so long. Um, I would just like to start off to say, but like, I'm super excited to be talking about our exes and really, uh, you know me. I did a whole presentation about yeah, my exes from my you birth. Did. It was questionable, but we did it nevertheless. Um, so I'm excited to talk about my exes. So if any of my exes are listening to this. Keep your, keep your ego in check because I'm about to drag all of y'all. <laughs> just kidding. You know? Or just stop listening. Yeah, that part. Um, so my first relationship was when I was in sixth grade. And I was in music class. I remember this. I was in music class. And in our music class, we like had to play random things on like the piano. Yeah. And so I was like at my little table playing whatever I had to play on the piano. And a new kid came into our classroom it's always them new kids baby he was gorgeous he was like six two long hair gold in middle school okay maybe he wasn't that tall but i know now he's like six two but maybe in middle school he was like five eleven i don't know he was really really tall um beautiful you know biracial boy gorgeous mm-hmm. eyes oh could die for it um and the teacher sat him next to me at my little piano so we were uh-huh. sharing a piano that's how mm, that's how cute. it happened it's really cute it started that's how it started and of course he was really gorgeous really beautiful brand new so everyone was like all over him right i'm back in sixth grade i know some of you won't believe this i was super shy like don't talk to me i don't even know what a boy is like, oh, no. <laughs> and so i think my like shyness is what like made him like me just because yeah. like i was so shy that i was never gonna act on the fact that i thought he was fucking gorgeous um and so we ended up dating um he was almost my first kiss but like we had like texted about it about him coming to my locker and like walking me to class and like giving me a kiss but like at the last minute i aborted the mission because i was like <laughs> you said a 
abort, abort. Because <laughs> we were like right coming, we were about to, I was about to walk into class and like there was that like moment before that you were like, oh, he's going to kiss me. And I ran into the classroom. I was like, mm, can't do it. The, it was just too much for me. And so that was my very first boyfriend. We dated all throughout sixth grade. Seventh grade, he moved to Ohio with his dad. We were like on and off dating still then. Mm-hmm. And I actually on and off dated him in between a lot of other boyfriends up until almost 10th grade of high school. So you said he's always yeah my go-to. He was like he was like my my ride or die. Yeah. So he was always number one on the roster. Always. I even I even I'm so sorry. Y'all are gonna judge me hardcore in, in this episode. I actually dated him and another guy at the same time. That's cheating. He he knew about it. Oh. The other man did not. Well, that's that's still, cheating. You know, cheating. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. It is what it. I'm I'm a wholesome woman now. <laughs> You know what? When we're young, we all dumb, make mistakes. Yeah, young, dumb, and reckless, and you know, whatever. It's okay. What about you? When was your first relationship? I don't think I've ever heard this story. I'm excited. I don't talk about my exes a you lot. You don't. Um, I don't like to relive my relationship Why? history. Don't you like to be rambunctious? No, <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> um, so my first relationship was... Okay, so what I consider to be my first right. real relationship. Because I had a boyfriend in elementary school. Come on, young? Like, for a couple of years. Oh. But, like, we were kids. This is also, y'all, I don't know what age our listeners are. Hopefully, real grown. Grown. But yeah. um, this was before cell phones, before I uh. had a cell phone. And so, and he didn't go to my school. So, how were you guys? So, I had a friend who was also his friend so we lived her and i lived in the same apartment building okay but she went to his school and so that's how we met okay and so she was like our she's like your messenger your little pigeon carrier yeah exactly (laughs) but i don't really count that because we were like way little kids right so like my first real official relationship was high school Ah, yeah. Tell me all about it. Oh boy. <laughs> um. So it was definitely one of those. Like I had, I don't remember how I ended up like hearing about this person or like seeing this person. Right. Because I don't think we had any classes together. Okay. We must have had mutual friends or like I saw them on Facebook or something. I don't know. Right. But. I ended up being like, I really have a crush on this person. And I was, like, obsessed with them. I was, it was creepy. It really was. (laughs) Okay, Lexi. (laughs) Um, And so, like, I basically just, like, stalked this person. Okay. You know, we get it how we want it. (laughs) Yeah. And so, eventually, like, we started talking. And um, then, eventually, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Come on, man. We dated, like, on and off for two years. Okay. Um... It was definitely your, like, first what you think is love, right? Now at my age, I realize that it wasn't love. But at that age, you have no way to gauge what it means to be in love. So you think you are. Mm -hmm. And and that's not to discredit, like, that's love in its own form, right? Right. And so it was definitely that. It was my first kiss. It was the first time I lost my virginity, too. Like, it was the whole thing. Okay. Um, But it was also pretty toxic. Oh. Yeah, it was, no bueno. I, and I, you know, when I was younger, I definitely put it all on him, okay. um, because like, I felt like I was the one who got the short end of the stick. Ah. Um, however, knowing who I am now, 
I'm a far superior human. Period. So know your worth. <laughs> I'm not like I don't really feel that way now. Right. But um, it yeah, it was kind of toxic and just like as I think a lot of first high school Very relationships are. are, and um, it ended officially like the beginning of my senior year, mm-hmm. and it catapulted me into the world of Tinder. That breakup catapulted me into Tinder. And not us both getting broken up our senior year. Yeah, it's, (laughs) that's hard. No, it was, it was very significantly so much, so much harder. But at least, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but at least your first boyfriend was attractive. (laughs) Yours was ugly, bro. (laughs) Wait, if he was ugly, why are you dating? (laughs) Because something about me when I was younger is I had no self-confidence. So you were trying to, you thought you were dating people who were worth your physical self-confidence. Correct. I had no self-confidence, right? Like I was the like plus size mixed girl with frizzy hair and like who just was not like anybody else. And so I really allowed the people around me to break me down Mm -hmm. and so I was dating people who were like I was way out of their league and I'm someone who can say you can date anyone it doesn't matter (laughs) but let's be very clear (laughs) when I look back I'm like what is wrong with you I have a couple of those yeah so at least yours was cute mine is not and frankly I think maybe that's part of why I don't talk about my exes honestly I feel like the only reason my like first boyfriend dated me and like this is not to disregard like how great I was right but like back then I like as brown girls we tend to be just thicker growing up like that's just how it is but back then a lot of my peers were like super skinny you know what I mean and so by the time sixth grade came around I had ginormous boobs thick ass hips and, like, my stomach was a lot slimmer than it is now. Like, I had, I was definitely had one of those stomachs that had, like, that little bit of budge, just very much. And so I think he really only dated me what was because I was a little thicker right. sexually than all of the other girls in my grade. That, and I was, I feel like back when we were younger, at least in my city, and I don't know how it is with you, especially because you grew up in a very predominantly white area, at least in my city, being mixed was, like, you were all that in a bag of chips. Like, you were the best of both worlds. Everyone wanted them a little mixed girl with, with quote-unquote, good hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, how centered that is in whiteness is disgusting. But, like, back then, I really feel like that's really what it was. And so I really feel like that's the only reason he dated me was because I was quiet, unlike everyone else, and because I was, in his mind, thicker. Yeah, that's Thicker gross. than everybody else. So I actually didn't lose my virginity to him, though, which is interesting because I really thought he was – I thought we were going to get married and have kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. It, was, it was serious, serious. It was serious, serious. I mean, we dated from sixth grade almost to 10th grade, so. That's fair. And then he broke up with me out of nowhere. Like, literally, he just stopped, like, talking to me, stopped messaging me. Still to this day, I'm fucking 25. I have no idea why he broke up with me. That's, I hate that. I know. Why don't you just tell people? Just tell it, say it to my face. Say just it to my face. tell it to people. Especially because I had just seen him, and then, like, we had hung out, and then, like, for maybe, like, a week and a half, he just stopped really replying to my messages, like, all of this stuff. And then his, quote-unquote, sister, some, it was this girl in our, in our <clears throat> high school, his sister messaged me and was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, Nathan told me that, like, he's going to break up with you. And I was just like, 
one, why the fuck are you talking to me about right. it? And then I was like, girl, whatever. Like, I'm not trying to hear this. Especially just because at that point, I had had so many women, like, try to infiltrate our relationship. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, whatever. You're like, I'm not trying to hear none of this. <coughs> and then literally, like, 30 minutes later, he calls me. And he's like, I can't do this. And I was just like. Yeah, I heard. I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> but at that moment, I was just so, like, shell-shocked that I was like, you have to be joking. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been dating since we were in sixth grade. Like, what are you, the fuck are you talking about? And I was just shook it. And it was definitely one of those relations that I, I thought was love, but definitely was not love at all whatsoever. So, Mm-mm. so what age did you lose your virginity? <laughs> just say it. <laughs> Woo, Mom. Mom, I know you listen to these podcasts. I'm so sorry, but I would not be your daughter Wait, if you I didn't, was. You didn't tell your mom? I, I think she knew. I feel like all parents know. You know what I mean? I feel like now all. I told my mom right after it happened. Me and my mom haven't gotten comfortable with that until I like got into college. Oh, fair. And so, but my mom prepared me well. We had the sex talk. She gave me, me and my older sister a whole presentation about STDs, STIs. I was well right, prepared. Right. Um, but mother, I'm so sorry for listening to this. I actually lost my virginity in seventh grade. I think I was like seven, thir- I think I was like 13. Yeah. <laughs> Kids, don't do that. <laughs> I don't even, don't do that. <laughs> Here's the thing though, like I can't even judge because like I was already like masturbating by then. Right. Like, so like it, it wasn't like, I feel like I was already exploring my body. Yeah. And I honestly believe the only reason I lost my virginity that young was because at that point I was in a stable relationship. Like I was dating somebody I had been dating for like a year and a half. And so like at that point when you're that young, like the only next step you can take is just. So this is when you were on a break from. Yes, 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 yes. Because when, when he left, when the guy, my first boyfriend left and moved to like Ohio or something, the start of seventh grade, I started dating somebody else. Okay. And so like seventh grade going into, no, it was eighth grade. It was in like the middle of eighth grade. I had been with my that this boyfriend for like a year and some change so at that point we just we're like yeah let's just do it so that's yeah my uh losing my virginity is probably a time for another story because that's an interesting story within itself but let's just say a movie was on and i was more interested in the movie than i was in the actual act of having sex so (laughs) i said "Mm, interesting look at this movie Uh, (laughs) it's okay i cried (gasps) no i did so it's fine um and then progressively after that i just like continued to have bad sex for like Mm. most of the rest of my life um until recently so so, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that physically makes me so upset you know it is what it is yeah i really learned what i i really learned how to help myself okay period (laughs) (laughs) I, i mean what else are you gonna do honestly and i love house hunters while i'm having sex you like to watch House Hunters? Uh-huh. I think you well, said this to me before. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not now. Oh, okay. Not now. But back then. Back then. Okay. Um, that was my go-to. Why House Hunters? Of um, all shows. Well, I love HGTV. I do And too. at the time, like, House Hunters, at least then, I don't know now, but it was always on at night. True. And that's when I was having sex, was at night. So... It was just on, and that's what I was watching. Yeah, okay, interesting. So who who is, like, your most significant ex that really, like, made an impact in your dating? If you have one. Ooh. Uh, 
She's mm, no. <laughs> um, I think in many ways my first relationship. Okay. Because I think it definitely um set me off in a wrong in the wrong direction. Mm, yeah. Um you know. <laughs> I don't think that I have a super significant I mean, yeah, outside of that, because the thing is, is outside of that relationship, I hadn't had any other long-term relationships. Uh, they were all, like, very short, and so okay. I don't think that they were very pivotal in anything. I'm trying to think of, like, what was the, the kind of straw that broke the camel's mm-hmm. back that made me, like, take a lot of time to reflect on what I deserved out of a relationship. Yeah. And honestly... I think it was when I could start to realize, and this had happened multiple times, where I could start to realize that I was automatically just changing myself uh. to be with that person. And this happened multiple times in college. And I think it kind of makes sense, right? You're you're growing and changing a lot right. in college. And so when I finally, like, the light switch kind of flipped and I was like, I'm changing myself for these people, mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh. Like, nope, oh, we're not doing that. And then I just kind of decided what I deserve. Period. Come on, self-worth. We love that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like mine is definitely the one person I, like, will honestly say is, like, my true, not my true love, my my first love. And it was a guy I dated literally all throughout high school. And you know him. Mm -hmm. We we message every now and then. I Mm -hmm. think think for me, we're more friends now. Like, we definitely check in with each other, which I think I appreciate. Um, Just because, like, this is a guy that, like, we, I had definitely, like, with my first boyfriend, obviously, like, me seeing a future with him was very, like, childlike, but with this guy, it was kind of, like, I could see us, maybe not to the end of the road, but, like, definitely all throughout college, you know, with those types of things, and so, for me, me and him kind of got together very interestingly. I actually was supposed to be hooking him up with a friend of mine. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. Y'all gonna judge the hell out of me. I was a horrible person in, like, middle school and high school. I'm not awful now. Hopefully I'm not she's awful. Not, she's not <laughs> awful. But uh, so I was trying to hook him up with my, my friend. That's literally how I like <coughs> found to who he was. Because at that point, I had no idea who he was. Right. And so me and my friend like went to a football game. And she's like, oh, I really like him. Like, can you assist me? I was just like, sure, whatever. So this whole entire time throughout the whole entire uh, football game, because he was on, like, junior football, and we were, like, watching the varsity game. And so I'm, like, I'm trying to get him and his friend over to, like, sit by us. And, like, every time he's, like, over near us, she's, like, no, 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 no. And I was just, like, you gave me one job, and that was to get him to be by you so you could talk to him. And now that I'm doing that, you don't you don't want you don't want to do nothing about it? So I'm, like, a little confused. So I had, like, he was over by us. We were just all chit-chatting as, like, a, a friend's of gr- uh, like a friend group. And then we had, like, a laugh. And then come to find out he liked me. And I was just like, I don't know. I, whatever happened between that and me being in a relationship with him is a little blurry. All I know is I tried to get him with my friend. He didn't like my friend. He wanted to be with me. We got into a relationship. Uh-huh. Let's just say me and that girl. Not friends. Not, not friends anymore. Not friends. <laughs> so I dated him for a really long time, maybe two years. And absolutely loved him. He was like my best friend, you know, like was a really great relationship but like there were just a lot of like toxic flaws that yeah. we had yeah and one of them was he he allowed his friends to be very prominent pillars in our relationship and so like 
when I would do something wrong, his friends would then chime in, right? Like, oh my God, oh, no. she's crazy. How dare you let her, da, 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 Which, like, then affected me and my relationship because I'm trying to, you know, talk things out and he's not trying to talk to me because his friends are like, right. she's crazy, why are you talking to her, da, 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 da. And so one thing about us is, like, when we loved each other, it was, like, beautiful, like, mm-hmm. the best of best friends. But when we fought, it was so toxic, so very toxic. And so, like, I think for me... <clears throat> He sparked a lot of triggers in me just because yeah. there were a lot of times that, like, he would abandon me or, like, hang out with me or not prioritize our relationship so he could, like, play football or play basketball or hang out with his friends. And for so for me, abandonment being one of my traumas, which he didn't know about, so this is no fault to him, abandonment being one of my traumas and him doing that put a really big, like, cut into our relationship just because like at that point I could not see past my own trauma because I was just like okay he's abandoning me like everyone else in my life right so obviously that caused us to fight in our relationship but also like he used to gaslight me and no we don't like that (laughs) and while I really appreciate him as a person I think this is something that I still have not healed from and like this is me saying like we broke up my senior year so like that's 2015 it's 2020 I'm still not healed from that of just like when I would come to him with my issues, and I definitely will take uh, some responsibility because I just was not a good communicator back then when it right. came to my emotions. But when I would try to talk to him about my feelings, he would gaslight me into being like, why are you making this a big deal? Da, 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 da. Why are you being so controlling? Why are you being all of this? You know, all of these things. Right. And so, like, for me, that really gaslit me. And so at the end of our relationship, like, I had just gotten so tired of fighting, I just gave up. Like, our last anniversary we didn't even anniversary we didn't even spend time together like our anniversary came we like texted each other happy anniversary i want to say like a day or two after that i broke up with him and like he was like crying super upset about it which shook me because i had like seen him cry twice in our whole entire relationship and so like i was just like oh maybe i should take him back (laughs) but at that point i I was just so tired you know what i mean like i was tired of fighting i was tired of like trying to tell him about my feelings and him not listen. Like, I was just tired of it all. Um, So we broke up, got back together. That just became really toxic. Broke up again. And then we were friends with benefits up until, like, maybe my sophomore year of college. Um, So I think that relationship is just so significant because I still, to this day, second-guess my feelings because I was so gaslit in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so now when I'm in relationships with other people, I find myself a lot being like, should I bring this up? Am I overreacting? Is this a valid feeling to have? Are they going to be reciprocated? Is it just easier for me to be the perfect girlfriend mm-hmm. and just keep my feelings mm-hmm. to myself? And so while I really appreciate him as a person, that gaslighting has still, I've still not healed from that. And so I don't think he's like the sole proprietor of that because I definitely have dealt with that in my family as well. But like family trauma on top of relationship trauma, it's not good. <laughs> So now we're in a weird place. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, I think that relationship trauma is something that, well, one, everyone has it. Yes. Right? Very much so. And it's something that is so, this whole idea that you can't enter a new relationship or you can't, you don't deserve love. Yeah. If you haven't healed entirely from those things. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a horrible notion. I agree. Because... <laughs> those things have now become ingrained into who we are. Yes. And not to say people shouldn't attempt to heal from them and work towards healing from them. Healing is a process. It's not, it's not a destination. Agreed. 
And so you're never going to fully heal from that. And that sounds horrible because yeah. I wish that you would. I wish everybody would. It's just not going to happen. You still deserve love with those things. You deserve someone who's going to be patient and yeah. gentle and say, you know what? Thank you for telling me. And this is why communication is so important to be able to communicate. These are the traumas that I'm entering our relationship with. And while I'm working to heal them and working to not let them affect our relationship, there are times that they will. And I need you to be patient and gentle with me through those times. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yes. And we all deserve people who are going to do that, who are going to be gentle with our trauma. I wish I could find somebody like that. You will find someone like that. You will find someone like yeah. that. But I think that's why, like, high school relationships are so hard because are. you're still dealing with that life trauma on top of, like, puberty. So all of yeah. your emotions are already super high. And you're in a very immature relationship. So, like, you don't have the words or the, or the practices to communicate those traumas in a healthy manner. Right. You know what I mean? Had I communicated my traumas with him in our relationship, I don't think it would have been as toxic as it would have been. You know what I mean? Because, like, I also personally was going through a lot in high school. And, like, I didn't communicate that with him. One, because I wasn't ready to deal with my own traumas. Then, like, I'm fucking 15. I don't don't even know how to deal with my trauma. How am I supposed to ask you to deal with it in a way that's, like, loving and healthy? So, like, I feel like that's why high school relationships are so fucking toxic. (laughs) I think that's the thing too is like people do not put enough value on high school relationships because no. I think adults parents a lot are yeah. always like oh well it's high school like it is what mm. it is and I'm like my mm. most toxic relationship was my high school relationship yep my most like the relationship that still affects my relationships now the most was my high school relationship mm. and the relation like and I think for a lot of people their high school relationships are not just toxic, they're abusive. Yes, very much Whether it be physically or emotionally, they're abusive and they don't know it because at that age we don't have the the terminology or the words or or the ability to talk about it Mm -hmm. and especially for um, emotional violence because we barely talk about emotional violence now and that's not to take away at all from physical domestic violence because that it is its own thing that that deserves its own time but you know we don't talk about emotional violence and emotional abuse as abuse still and so as sure as hell we did not have that language and so we were for the most part all of us and and to say we were all both victims and perpetrators and so i think Uh that's something that is also very important to acknowledge is i would never put it all on him no because I know that I was doing it too. Yep. And I can acknowledge those behaviors now. Now, yes. Um, but they were the most traumatic things of our lives. And yet they're still like looked on as like, oh, it was just high school. Just no, high school. it wasn't just high school. No. It was like the most foundational part of our lives mm-hmm. going through one of the most difficult things people go through. Very great points. Very great <laughs> points. It really, as you were talking, I was just like, wow, I would love to interview my exes and just like let, ask them how they experienced our relationship. Yeah. Like, what trauma did I unknowingly give to right. you by just not being communicative or not having great, you know, practices in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, like in our perspective, right, it's just our side, right? Like we know we can definitely take responsibility for things that we could have done. But, like, at the, at the end of the day, we're just speaking from our own perspectives. Yeah. And so, like, in a relationship, there are two people. And so this is my perspective. But, like, what is your perspective? Mm-hmm. 
Because I'm just like, wow. Let me line up all my interviews with all my exes. No, I <laughs> Round think, <them> up. <laughs> I think that would be so interesting. Because I think, like, I don't know. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Partly, though, I don't really want to see my ex. Oh, my God. Speaking of seeing exes. Holy shit. I, <laughs> this, is, this is totally what made me think of this. Um, I, I'm sorry. The way you just looked at me and whispered is like the microphone is gone. <laughs> like, like, it's just us now. And I'm like, the microphone's right here. <laughs> the microphone's <laughs> always gone when we do podcasts. I'm just like, huh, I wonder what this metal thing in between us is. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I was home mm-hmm. last week um, for did spring you, break. Did right? you see an I did. Um, so I went up to like the auto parts store cause I had to change like my taillight was yeah. out and I was in the parking lot with my mom changing the taillight yeah. and a car pulls up next to me and I was like, like the person in the passenger seat looked at me and I was like, oh my God, I think I know who that is. Like, abort. But I was like, <laughs> you know what, whatever, maybe, probably not. Yeah. Like that would be so weird. And then he got out and he looked at me and I was like, it, ooh, like, it's fuck. damn. And so he just went inside and came back out and left. Like, he didn't say anything to me, which is fine, because yeah. I would, was like, what am I going to say to you anyway? Right. And we didn't date very long. We dated for maybe, like, two months. Okay. So it wasn't, like, anything crazy. But I was just like... I know. It, it's because I think... Like, I know my exes are people, right? They're out doing their own things, living, living their own their lives, lives or whatever. Right. To me, they don't exist. Very much so. Right? So they, they were they were a person when I was dating them, and they're no longer Now they're just person. a fictitious character yeah. somewhere living. Now they're a character. And so it's so weird to see them because I'm just like, yeah. oh, you're a person. And then on top of it, I look at you and I'm like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? Like, literally, I can go through, and if I look at all my exes, like, and and here's the thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Everyone is beautiful in their own way, and, I, and I'm not going to, like, attack anyone by yes. any means. But I look at them, and I'm like, they were not attractive to you. No. Why were you dating them? That's not to say they're not attractive people, because no. every, everyone is in their own way. They were not attractive to you. No. Why were you dating them? You want to know worse than that? Is, is boyfriends that looked hot when you dated them. And then now aren't. And now have grown to just be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you yes. did not age well, babe. And, and that's saying something because we're only 25, 26. Yeah. <laughs> if you're already aging bad, I'm so sorry. Sheesh. What are you going to do? You want to know what's also weird? Hmm. Is exes that now have kids. None of my exes have kids. Two of my most significant relationships have now have kids and have multiple kids. Yeah, it's so weird. It is so weird. Especially because these are people that I had, like, obviously had conversations about having kids with. And so now that they have their own kids with different ladies, it's so weird. It's literally the weirdest thing ever. You're like, they're literally humans, created humans. Yes. Being a parent. Right. And now to those kids... I mean, they probably, hopefully my exes don't talk to, about me to, to their kids. No. I really hope. I'm not that important. <laughs> but, like, to their kids, if they were to ever see me and I see their parents and we're in the same vicinity, like, for whatever reason we have a conversation, if me and their dad have a conversation in public and they leave and their kids walk away like, oh, hey, dad, who's that? Now to those kids, I'm their dad's ex. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is so weird. I never thought of it like that. That is so weird to me. I don't really know about it. Yeah. I don't like that. That is very weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird, what are your weirdest relationship experiences? Like, like not the to- most toxic, Some but like stuff. the weird things or like the, you know, just like 
scarring almost you know like you see something that you wish you hadn't seen Mm, that's a good ass question fuck i have a i have a couple relationships that were just very fucking interesting so i i while i was healing from from my ex in high school the summer before i went to college i did some very questionable things one of them was dating a man who stole things from people. <laughs> I remember this. Criminal activity. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, yeah. But one of the one of the and I'm so sorry to my mother because I've never spoke about this to my mother. But one time I had drove over to his house and I always like went to go visit him at nighttime, which is weird. But I drove over to his house at night and I'm like messaging him, like, oh yeah, I'm outside, I'm outside. And he was like, oh, I'm coming down the block, coming down the block. And so I'm like, no, mm, okay. And so I'm thinking he's coming down the block in his car. So I'm just sitting there like, not the block. <laughs> not the nine. <laughs> um, so I think, I'm thinking he's coming down the block in his car. Right. So I see, I'm seeing this man walk on the sidewalk with like this giant thing in his arm. I'm like, what the? And he's like getting closer to my car. And I'm like, fuck, like it's the dark of night. I'm definitely in the hood. Like, <laughs> I ain't got no gun on me. I'm scared as hell. And I realized it's him. So I'm like, okay, let me get out the car. And so I'm getting out the car slowly because obviously, like, I have my night bag. I'm grabbing all my shit. And he's like, hurry up, hurry up. And I was just like, sir, why do I need to hurry up? We get into his apartment. Why did this man just run a lick and has a giant ass TV in his arm that he stole from somebody's house? At that point, I was an accessory to the crime. <laughs> you were an accessory. You could have went to jail. That shit is hilarious to me. I also went to the courthouse with him, drove him to the courthouse because his mom was on trial. I did some very questionable things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Woo, what about you? I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a lot. That's questionable. Very questionable. I told you, I have, I have a like weird desire for chaos (laughs) so i think that our desire for chaos is different now don't be wrong i also have a desire for chaos but i have never well that i know of dated a thief yeah first a common criminal That was my one and only, I promise you. That was the only really questionable person I've ever dated. And we didn't No, all mine actually... have been questionable. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I think... Well, okay, so I wouldn't say... Okay, first of all, all of my relationships after high school have been weird, okay? okay. I could tell you one thing about each of them that is just weird. Oh, my goodness. Because I had a problem. I really wanted attention. Okay. I went through all of high school with like having no attention, right, and so then I got to, to college, college and I wanted attention and I got it. It makes sense, but not from the right people. Okay. <laughs> so, but anyway, this was actually the end of high school, so I rebounded, right? So I got thrown into the world of Tinder oh, Lord. by um, my my best friend, and bless her heart because she is an angel. But she was like, "A, hey, get on Tinder," and I was like, "Okay, cool, I guess." <laughs> So I get on Tinder, right, and um, I accidentally super liked someone. Oh, no. Okay. It's like Tinder mistake 101. It is. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, is all of his pictures, he was butt-ass ugly. 
Girl, I thought you were going to say butt-ass naked. I was going to say, excuse me? (laughs) Like, and he looked like a child. Like, I, but his age was older than me. And so I was, at first I was like, I'm very confused. But anyway, so ask me why I talked, even talked to this guy. Because he also super liked me. So I was like, what is going on? Okay. So we start talking. Why? I don't know. I literally do not know. You were looking for intention. I was. Okay. But anyway, we go on a date. By the way, he doesn't end up, he's not younger than me, y'all. He just, he just looks very young. Okay. He was older than me, um, like, illegally older than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not us both doing illegal activities. <laughs> I, oh, no, I, yeah. I did a lot of those. Okay. <laughs> I, I did a lot of the, like, dating people I shouldn't be dating who are right. a lot older than me, mm. which is more their issue than mine. Yes. Agreed. Um, but anyway. <clears throat> and, and, and not... And let's be clear, my mom knew about this, and, like, she was fine with it. So, like, technically on the books, he was, like, quote-unquote illegally older than me. But it was just because I hadn't turned 18 yet. I was, like, a month from turning 18. It was very, like, I, I, even now as an adult, I can reflect and be like, that was not, that was not one of the problematic situations. So I don't want to put that out there because he's a very good person, and I would never want that to be whatever. But anyway, he was older than me. And so... This man, and when I tell you this man would do anything for me and buy me anything I wanted, our first date, he bought me a diamond sapphire necklace. Our first date, he took me to the jewelry counter and was like, what do you want? Girl, you should have just gave him your banking information. Hey, drop a meal in here. (laughs) He he pumped my gas. He, like, he was literally like, you can just take my card. Lexi, like, why are you, what? Don't get me wrong. Okay, I know, I know the situation now, and I'm very happy for the now situation. Where is this man? And why we ain't got his card information? <laughs> he's engaged now. We're still Aww. friends on Facebook. Um, he's engaged now. Um, but literally, he was like, "You can just take my card. Like, I make more money than I can spend. So if you yeah. wanted, to, and I never did because I was like, uh, no, yeah, that's weird to I me. Do, I have a weird thing about money as well. But like." That was just so weird for me. But the thing, here's the catch, right? Because that sounds great, mm-hmm. right? And, like, we had a good time, whatever. Here's the catch. He wanted to stay at home, girlfriend. And at that point, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to medical school, and I wanted right. to do all these things. But, yeah, that was, like, it sounds good, but at that age, it's just a very weird thing it's to experience. Lot, yeah. And it's very, like, overwhelming, and it's a lot. So that's definitely one of them. There's a lot of them. Oh, um, I, I, I will share this, I think, because it's funny and for the listeners to know a little bit about me as a person. I mean, if they haven't laughed their asses off already, I feel like we need to give them another little chuckle. <laughs> yeah. So, my sister always says, and she's not entirely wrong, I only attract two types of guys. Now, interestingly enough, my current partner, not one of them, does not fit well, these good. categories. Maybe that's so, why it works so much. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I only attract two types of guys. Okay. Pastors or pastors' kids. Mm, both sound nasty. And African men. Oh. Never actually dated an African man. Um, and and she's not entirely wrong. Come on, trends. I mean, there are definitely some exceptions to that. Right. But for the most part, it, it, it is. And so with that, the first pastor's, was not a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. was a teacher's kid, but wanted to be a pastor. Interesting. Um, I literally remember researching what it means 
to be a pastor's wife. Like, I was like, how does someone be a good pastor's wife? Like, I was doing those things for this boy. And guess what? He was dating me just to get laid so that he could go back with his ex-girlfriend because they broke up because she didn't want to have sex with him because she wanted to wait till marriage. They broke up. We had sex. He started dating her again. I think I remember you telling me about this. Okay, so, but not the only one. I dated, a, I dated a pastor's kid, okay? And the way I tell you, and, and and first of all, like, he is, I would just like to say, he is the sweetest, sweetest human. And so, like, I would never, ever speak bad of him. But it just didn't make sense to me because he was like, I just want to date you. Like, he was like, I, I want to be with you. And I was like, but it's never going to work right. because I'm not going to church. I'm not Christian. I was like, you're going to bring me home to your pastor dad and be like, I'm dating a witch. No. That would no. Work. You're literally not going to do that. And he was like, yeah, I would. And I was like, no. that's great for you. No. no. And I'm just like, why do you want to date me so much? And the thing is, is it's not that he wasn't Christian. Like he right. was. He went to church multiple times a week with his family, did all these things. I was like. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay. Here's the thing. Mixed relationship, mixed religion relationships can work. Yes. A witch and a Christian will never work. Mm. It's just, uh, well, that's <laughs> not true. A witch and a Christian could work as long as the Christian is nor a pastor nor a pastor's kid. Agreed. Agreed. It wasn't going to work. You can't, be a, you can't be a pastor or a pastor's kid and your girlfriend is a witch. That just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And so those were just like two of the multiple experience that i had with religious interesting. folks interesting have you ever had a stalker ex yes the guy who did the the stealing oh my god stop stop me not the be a facebook twitter any social media he could find me on he would message me yes yes very much so oh i had one of those yes and like we at the end of our i don't even want to call it a relationship at the end of our situationship Mm -hmm. we got into a physical altercation and so like and nothing i would deem domestic abuse but like i guess i'm also not well versed in what domestic abuse is i'll just tell you what what had happened so i who hit who first i technically hit him he physically touched me first, though. What happened was he had a very interesting way of calling me and other women bitches, and I didn't. I don't like any men calling any woman a bitch. No. And so he had done. He did it once, and I had told. And it, it was just in this moment. He and before this moment, he had called other people bitches, but never me. Right. So in this moment, he <clears throat> had like said something to me, and then referred to me as a bitch. Oh. And I was like. That's not what we're going to do. We're not that. No, stop it right now. <laughs> and so we were cool and whatever, whatever. And I just had had an attitude because after you call me a bitch, of course I'm going to have an attitude. Right. Who the fuck are you? Right. Um, and so then he was like, why are you acting like a bitch? And I said, mm, okay, cut it right here. We're this, because you, it, you, it didn't happen twice. And so now we're just, I'm just not going to talk to you. Like I'm, right. I'm tired. I'm not talking to you. At this point, it was like midnight. So there was no way I was driving home at this point. And so I had just turned over and I was on my phone. And of course, men who are very toxic love attention. And so I'm not giving it to him so he gets upset. 
And he's like, oh, you're not talking to me. You're not talking to me. Why aren't you talking to me? And I was like, you know I'm not talking to you. We're grown-ass people. Stop stop with the baby. I'm not. We're not doing this. Right. And he's like, well, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to pour water on you. And I was like, no, you're not. Because <laughs> I'll get up and beat your ass. <laughs> and he's like, bet. And so it just got quiet. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm laying on my back, phone in hand, on, on the bed. Tell me why I'm laying. I'm, it, with my phone, water gets poured all over me. And... <laughs> And at that point, I was like, no, the fuck, he did not just pour water on me. Like, girl, no. So I, like, quietly, because at this point, I'm fuming. And, like, when I get really mad, I either cry or I get really quiet. And so at this point, I'm really quiet. So I'm just packing my shit. I'm furious. It didn't even happen to me. Yeah, I'm packing my shit. That's all you had to say to me. I can leave. I'll get the fuck out. (laughs) So I'm packing my stuff. And he's like, oh, where are you going? You're not going to leave. Da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yes, the fuck I am. And so then, as I am get done packing my stuff, as I'm walking out the door, he's trying to grab my bag. Like, being very toxic. Like, oh, you're not going to leave if you can't have your bag. And I turn around, and I say, you can have my bag. I will leave without it. <laughs> like, the only thing that's in that bag is my charger, which I can buy again, and a couple PJs. Take the fucking bag at this point. So I'm, like, walking out the door as he has my bag. And at this point, I have my hair in a ponytail. He grabs my oh, hair. No. Yep. <laughs> Gra- that's when you get swung on. And he did. He got swung on. He grabbed my hair. And it, it wasn't even like a hard yank, but I felt like the tension pull. When I tell you instinctively, I just turned around and started beating <laughs> I literally just turned around, boop, 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 took my bag and left. I said, that's not what we're finna do. And after that situation, obviously I never talked to him again, right? Like, because even as a man, if you can disrespect me in any of those manners, like, we obviously are not gonna be able to have at all have any type of relationship so I totally like ghosted him stopped talking to him every chance this man could get he made different profiles different numbers had to kick me app, message me everywhere and like every time I'm conversating with him and like telling him leave me the fuck alone he's like I don't understand why you left and I was like sir we were basically in a domestic abuse situation why would I want to talk to you right and then I want to say a couple years ago, he like messaged me again on a different in- Twitter and was like, oh my God, why don't you want to talk to me? And I was like, sir, I we messed with each other the summer of 20, 2015. It is now 2019, 2020. Why are you messaging me? Leave me the fuck alone. And he was like, I was in love with you. And I was like, That's baby, not how you treat someone you love. Baby, what are you talking about? <laughs> so that was the only time I ever got stalked. And he, his ass was... I don't think I ever feared for my life. It was just very annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck off of my line. Why are you t- trying to? Why are you trying to talk to me? Get that is absolutely insane. First of all, here's the thing: I'm not a violent person. No, I'm not either. I don't want to be violent. Um, but that's that's a line that you don't cross there's been one other person who's there's been one person in my life who grabbed my hair like that and i beat the shit out of her i'm not i'm not a fighter but if you push me i will knock your shit out (laughs) that's exactly it like the thing is is that you if if you're just being an asshole and you're just spouting off with your words i'm not gonna hit you that's not worth it that's but the second you touch me even if you're not like like first of all that does hurt first of all let's like that is violent yes 
I am going to defend myself. You are not going to get away with that. Absolutely not. So I am so sorry because I would have done the same shit. I would have whipped around faster. He would have not known. have seen it. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm just a really nice person. But like I feel like back then people tried me a lot. Yeah. And he let me remind you, this man was like five three. I'm five two. He was like five three, five four, and weighed like ninety pounds. (laughs) And. I really, like, when I say, and I'll say it to this day, I don't now because I'm way too grown for that, but, like, I I fight niggas. I will fight with anybody. If you touch me, you get hit, and that's just what it is. And as a woman, if I hit you, I know you're going to hit me back, and that's just what it is. And so when I turned around to whoop his ass, I knew, okay, Chantria, if you turn around and, and punch this man in his face, you're likely to get punched back. But at that point, I had made the decision. Right. I, I'll take the black right. eye. Right. <laughs> but at the, he was so tiny and so skinny. I was like, I'll kick his ass. <laughs> oh, get the fuck away from me. Okay, enough about bad relationships. What's your best? What has been your best relationship? My current relationship. Love that. <laughs> Streamers. It's so funny because when I picked this topic, I, I texted my partner and I was like, because when we first started dating, I was. I made it very clear. I was like, "You and who you are will not enter the podcast right. realm without your prior consent. knowledge right. and consent." And so I texted him, and I was like, "Just so you know, this is the topic today. Right? I'm not saying you're gonna come up, but you might come up. You might come up. And so, like, I promise I won't do specifics. No one will know who you are. Right. Granted, if." You follow me on Instagram. You kind of know. You know. <laughs> but, like, they won't know who you are. They won't know specifics about us. But I was like, you might come up. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, but no. definitely my current relationship. Okay. What's is, what's the best thing about it? Why does it make it your best relationship? Yeah. So, the way we communicate. Yeah. Um, We communicate extremely well. Yeah. And we can still do better. And I think that's, that's the, something that is crazy to me because we communicate so well in so many different ways. Right. right? Um, we have jurt, we have couples journals and we have this app that like gives us a question to like communicate about it yeah. each day. And we're just very good about talking about how we feel. And both of us can still acknowledge what we need to communicate better. Mm. And so that's, that I think is, um, has just been very valuable to me. And I also just think the dedication to our relationship, Mm. both of us are very much like we see a lot of value in our relationship and what we can be together as a couple. And so we're going to put in the effort to continue to build a relationship. Um, and you know, see what happens. I think too, we try not to put a lot of expectations on it and just, To the extent of, like, don't get me wrong, like, I want to spend forever with this person. But I also acknowledge that that's not always possible. Right. And that we will be in our relationship as long as it is, as long as it's healthy. Right. As long as as it is meaningful for both of us. Mm -hmm. And we both feel that way, and, and I really value that. It is so cute. It is so cute. I am like, I'm quietly obsessed with you guys. <laughs> I, I try not to like be outwardly obsessed just because I know the kind of pressure that can put on our relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I, if you don't know, now you know, I'm secretly obsessed with you guys just because I think, I think you guys do communication in a way that I've not ever seen it before. And yeah. so it, it makes me really appreciate your guys' relationship. But I also love the fact that like, 
and maybe it's just because I've never had a friend like this. You are very much great at telling me both sides of the relationship. I feel like I've had, I've had friends who are like, my boyfriend's shitty, he does this, he does that, da-da-da-da-da. And you're very good about like, my boyfriend's amazing, we do all of these great things together. And then you're also really great about like, okay, we're maybe having an issue here, but we're working through it. And I right. think I absolutely love that because it is that very much like honesty about our relationship, especially because you just said like, I obviously want to spend forever with him, but I'm also very realistic about our relationship. And so the fact that you guys are able to do the cutesy fairy tale rom-com beautifulness, but also be very practical in your relationship. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen that, right? And so I'm secretly obsessed with your relationship. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed too. And I think for me, it has, it has and will set the precedent for if for some reason we don't, work out universe yeah. forbid but if that happens it will set the precedent for what i deserve yep. out of a partner and that is something really valuable and i've shared that with my partner that i'm like i need you to understand that regardless of what happens with us you have already made an impact on my life that i will take with me yeah. forever and you will always hold that place in my heart because you outside of myself already knowing what i deserve right you sh have shown me yeah that someone can give me what i deserve yeah oh don't break my little heart but anyway enough about me <laughs> what was your best relationship i think you know it and i think i, do I, know. I think I... <laughs> and if you're not ready to talk about it that's okay no i think i am i think i am um it definitely is my summer fling that i had which is really interesting to say out loud just because of like that was never an actual relationship like right. we never put a title on it but like to this day looking at all of the people i've dated and i've dated a number of people i think that relationship was the most meaningful just because what you had just said he showed me a lot of things that i didn't know i needed mm -hmm. like <clears throat> i think a lot of times being raised by a single mother in a household full of girls, you just have that very like independent. I can do all of this shit yes. myself. And he was, and he was a Southern man. I mean, I met him in Texas. And so like, he was very adamant about, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm taking care of you. Right. And like, I didn't know, like as, as a feminist, as a super social, like, you know, liberal person, I always am like equal rights, equal rights. And so to have somebody take care of me in that way was very much like a little weird for me at first. But then I realized that that's something that I absolutely love. And it's not just, like, financially, right? Like, you know, like, he pumped my gas and paid for my nails and did all of that. But, like, very caring, like, wanted to take care of me of, like, <clears throat> you know, making sure I was having fun and did the best things and all of these things. And, like, I think one of the things that really made an impact on me was, like, he was also super caring about me and my friends and was very adamant about, like, I want you to have fun with your friends. And so one day he like left $40 on my table, which I found because I was very adamant about like, sir, don't be just leaving money in my apartment. Left me $40 on my table and I texted him like, hey, you left your money. And he was like, no, that's for you and your friends. Because I had told him prior to us hanging out that the day after I was going to have a movie night with some of the interns. Mm -hmm. And so he like, once I texted him that he left his money, he was like, no, that's for you and your friends. Order some pizza, have a great movie night. And like, you usually have a partner that takes care of you, but right. to have a partner that like wanted to take care of me and my friends really, I think was super important to me. Um, that and like our relationship was so natural. Yeah. Like it was like I was hanging out with my best friend. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel the pressure of having to like 
be dolled up all the time or like be on my P's and Q's and like, you know, the first parts of your relationship where you're trying to be the best version of yourself. I never had to do that with him because he just honestly loved me for who I was. Right. And like, I think I love just the effortlessness of it all. And so that we have great sex. Let me just put that in there. (laughs) But I think just those combinations of things is probably why I'm so like, what's the word? That's probably one of my best, better relationships. Because the guy I dated in high school, while he was definitely my first love, he taught me what love is not supposed to look like. And not in an awful way of just like, this is not what love is supposed to be. It's not supposed to burn bright and burn you at the same time. Right. My summer fling showed me what love is supposed to be with a partner, a very mature relationship. And so I think I really appreciated that. And honestly, the only reason we really are not together is just because he lacked emotional maturity, which is not something I knew I needed in a relationship. Like, he met at, literally, and it's so, it's so hard. He's he like, did. He checked every he box. He met every box. Except that one. Every box. And except that one, but I realized that that is my biggest box. Just the person I am, what my traumas look like, I need someone who can be emotional, emotionally mature with my emotions yep. and with their own yep. emotions. And because he didn't have that, it didn't matter that he was a tall, beautiful chocolate man with beautiful skin, great teeth, had the best sex of my life, took care of me, was funny, all of these things. He wasn't emotionally mature. Right. So I could not. And it, and it hurts my feelings because I absolutely love that man. Um, but, you know. Being, being in an emotion, now being in, emotion, yes. in an emotionally mature relationship, I will, like, not give up or, like, I would never, like, let go of some requirements but there are definitely like certain things that i'd be like if i had to choose emotional maturity over this yeah i would yeah because no one's perfect right so you're never and and so like i 100 percent get that i it's a necessity and i remember there's this video that i uh, that somebody sent me of like in a man you'll find you will only find three things money great sex or emotional literacy you will not find all three, all three right. of them. And with him, he wasn't the last. He had great great sex, great. And he financially and emotionally, like, not emotionally, but, like, supported me. But he just, when I wanted to talk about my feelings, he just was not capable of, like, walking me through it in the way I was walking him through his emotions. Right. I was basically his therapist. And he, like, would joke to me about it, like, come on, therapist. Like, no. Like, or, like, we'd be texting, he'd be having a hard, hard day, and he'd be like, I just need to talk to my therapist. LOL. I'm not your therapist. Sir, I'm not your therapist. Which which I said to him, but, like, I definitely found myself being more of a therapist to him. Just because mm-hmm. when we were, quote-unquote, dating, he was going through a super rough period in his life. But, I don't know. That's probably my best relationship. I miss him to this day. If I were to drive down to Dallas, have a weekend in Dallas, you best to know I'm calling him up. Hey, boo. Give me a little booty call. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was that one was tough to like see you have to go through. I so. know. You know. Especially because, you know, you just get to, at, at this point in your life, you just kind of want to find that person for yeah. you. And so when I met him, I was like, okay, this is probably definitely going to be my person. Um, or like maybe not like married and have kids person, but like serious relationship till till I'm 30 maybe right but no you know definitely met the right person at the wrong time in both of our lives because it just wouldn't have worked right yeah which means it's not the right person no even though I wish I wish he was 
I think it's mostly because he was gorgeous. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a long, this, is, this has been a long podcast. We're at 58 minutes. I know. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap it up. Um, wrap it up. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's fun to reflect on yes. past relationships. And, you know, I think we both know and are in some ways still learning what we deserve and we will both end up in fulfilling healthy happy relationships i agree and yeah love that you know if you're in in not a great relationship now get out get out or get some therapy (laughs) yeah couples therapy is great i agree i mean i've never done it but i've heard great things about it so Couples therapy, individual therapy, family therapy, it's all great. All the therapies. All the therapies. Get like a couple therapists. I need to be in therapy. But that's nevertheless. That's that's next month's episode. (laughs) Okay, it's actually not, but no, it's not. not. (laughs) All right, y'all. We love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Woke Podcast. We drop new episodes every month with new rants and conversations. It's Lexi and Chantrier signing off.